You're happy, glad that Christmas is over. Just kidding. Did I scare you with the part of you're going to be talking during the sermon today? Is that why you're not talking or joking back with me? Okay, I take it back. I won't make you talk. Just kidding. You will have to talk. <laughs> As I was thinking about this uh, message today, it's always uh, in the 20 years I've been uh, speaking on in churches and stuff like that, this Sunday is always kind of the funny, you know, we're all in this state of like, okay, Christmas is done, all the excitement, all the fun, but we're not back to school and work yet. You're kind of on this Sunday of like, people are traveling, people are coming back from, you know, busy stuff and all that. So you kind of have this last Sunday, you know, do you talk about the vision for the next year? Well, a lot of people are going to be gone. You're going to have a lot of visitors maybe. And so it's just this, um, not a weird Sunday, but just kind of a different Sunday. What do, you, what do you preach about? You can't really preach about Jesus' birth anymore. He's been born for, what is it, six days now, okay? Um, but what, I've, what has been on my heart the past few weeks is to uh, help us to look back on the year and personally mainly as, as families and in your life, what has God done? And let this be, um, as we kind of wrap up the year tonight and watching the apple drop and tomorrow and the rose parade or whatever you have going on for the new year, this is a great Sunday to reflect and, and look back and Use it as a time of momentum building, not as looking back of regret or what could have been, okay? I want to help you to establish um, things in your past that were markers or checkpoints or um, we're going to look at memorial stones. They talked about it in the, in the Bible. And there were times that um, we can use them as stepping stones and that we wouldn't go way back when we look back. We're not looking back at what we used to be or if we get in trouble or if, you know, the temptations of sin knock us back in our relationship with God. We're not going to fall all the way back, okay? We're going to have these markers in our life where we know, man, God did this in my life, or this was uh, the greatest moment in my spiritual walk with the Lord. And we can set up these things uh, to help propel us uh, to have a really a victorious or successful uh, life and walk with the Lord for the coming year. I read a joke on Facebook that was going around this, this past couple weeks that says, forget about the past, you can't change it. Forget about the future, you can't predict it. And forget about the present, because I didn't get you one. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, it's the last day of 2023. I'm wondering, was it a good year for you? Did anything significant happen 
in your life with the Lord, in your life as a family, um, you personally, maybe uh, your work or your business, something um, that was very um, significant, that in five years from now, you would look back and you could say, man, I remember in 2023, this happened. And it would motivate you, it would encourage you. My goal is to help you, and we're going to talk through this, uh, to reflect on this year, to remember certain moments, forget other moments, okay? And uh, uh, take those moments as spiritual growth and continue to move forward. Throughout Scripture, mainly it's in the Old Testament, but leaders uh, would set out memorial stones, they called it, at places that important moments with God, powerful events with God, or what we might think of as a little bit insignificant, but because it's in the Bible, whoa, this was a big deal, that God still gives dreams today and he still speaks to us today. And those would be times uh, that we could set up as a memorial stone. There was a purpose to them doing this. It wasn't just to, oh, we can remember the good old days when God used to do something in life, right? God still moves in life. God still works. He still speaks. Some of these moments in the Bible, I'm going to list off a few. In Genesis chapter 28, Jacob has a dream in which God continued his promise to Abraham, to Isaac, now to Jacob, that they would be the leaders of many descendants and that uh, God promises to always be with them. Jacob, when he wakes up from this dream, he's using a rock for a pillow and he thinks, wow, this rock is awesome, right? <laughs> no, he thinks this place is powerful. God met me here, and he called the place Bethel. Whoa, sound familiar? It means the place where God dwells. Uh, that's why our church named it our church Bethel. It's the house of the Lord. And so Jacob takes the stone that he was laying on, he anoints it with oil, pours oil on it, calls it Bethel, and it's a memorial stone. And he declares, how awesome is this place? right? Then seven chapters later in Genesis 35, Jacob again, he sets a memorial stone and again names a different place, Bethel. And it's where God calls him Israel, kind of changes his name to Israel and that he will be a blessed leader to God's people. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, Samuel places a memorial stone where God helped them to defeat the Philistines. It wasn't with Goliath a different time, but it was a powerful moment where they had the help of the Lord and they recognized it, so they set a, a monument there. We're going to remember this place and this time. But there's one that clearly identifies the purpose of memorial stones and it's found in Joshua chapters 3 and 4. Kind of start goes in both chapters. Did you know that the Israelites crossed bodies of water two times? Everybody knows the Red Sea, 
right? We all remember, oh yeah, and you know, Pharaoh chases them through and then the waters shut and washes them away and the Israelites survive. But there's another time, okay? Moses uh, led them through the Red Sea, but after he dies, Joshua becomes the leader and he's taking them into the promised land, the land that God had promised to uh, Jacob. And he's, or Joshua, sorry, not Jacob, through Joshua. But in their way, between them and the promised land is the Jordan River, okay? And I'm going to ask if we can have the children to help me to act this out, okay? So we're going to bring life to this story. So if you would like to be involved, or if you're an adult and want to be involved, you need to move around. Nathan, you can come up and help us out <laughs> But any children that want to come, come up and make your way over here, okay? We're going to kind of, because this kind of side has a lot of room, we're going to kind of make the river be the aisle and then kind of coming along this way. Come on, I need a lot of people. There was probably close to a million Israelites. Can we get a million children to come up here? Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. Okay, Okay. don't mess with these, but I know they really resemble stones, but um, um, I didn't want to go, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a bunch of ice outside and the rocks were not wanting to move. So uh, the river bed, we're going to say the river kind of goes through here, okay? So these stones are in, actually here, you want to throw these on the ground for me, please? Okay. I need, let me get my numbers here, I need half of you to be the water, and I need half of you, how many do we have, two, four, six, yeah, let's only have like maybe four or five be the water, and then we'll make the crowd be the other water too, okay? So water people kind of stand around the stone, kind of where you're at, okay, we'll give you some instructions in a moment, and then we need four priests, Four priests, and you got to be strong. And I know this may look like a manger in the past couple weeks, okay? But this is church, and it's an Ark of the Covenant, okay? So you two, anyone else? We want to just have two We can just have two priests. That's okay. Okay, then we need a Joshua. Who wants to be a Joshua? Should we make Nathan? Nathan's going to be Joshua today. He's your fearless leader. Are you ready to follow him through a rushing water? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have a Joshua. Okay, everyone else is Israelite. So uh, Joshua, come over here. Um, everybody else, come over here. Priests, come over here. All right. Do we have a few more that could be water? You have to be really good actors and wave your hands like water. <laughs> okay, we'll have two waters. Awesome. That's fine. It's church. So, so God promised uh, this land to Joshua and the Israelites. So Joshua knew that God would provide the way to it. Okay. God told Joshua to have the priests carry the ark to the water 
which was at flood stage. So it must have been an important note. They kept noting this throughout the story. Uh, the water is not like walkable through maybe knee high. Okay, This is deep uh, rushing river. So the next morning, Joshua lines up the Israelites. Okay, So Joshua, get your Israelites behind you. <laughs> okay so it's gonna go then the so the priests with the ark of the covenant are first okay pick up your ark priests the then joshua is behind them and then the israelites behind him okay we only have one priest awesome we went from four to two to one don't drop it, because if you drop it, we all die. So it's very, very important to hold on to that thing, okay? You can learn what's inside it in a whole other Bible story, but it's, there's some powerful things uh, in the Ark of the Covenant, okay? Okay, the water is rushing. Can you do a little rushing water? Okay, Joshua tells the priest to go. And the priests walk up to the water and get this, stop. The moment the feet of the priests touch the water, it stops flowing. Good job. You guys are right on cue. Okay? And if you know what a river looks like, the river stopped running. So half of you move to this side and the other half kind of open that way so they can get through. Okay? So the, um, the priests... Um, as soon as their feet touch the water, the water stops, and the Bible says it piled up into a heap. So if you can picture in your mind a river, and if it stops, there's like a wall that the water keeps moving, but it doesn't go any further, and it provides dry land to walk on. And so uh, the priests walk to the middle of the river, and they stand there. Go ahead and come to the middle. Try not to break our rocks. Just kidding. Okay? When they get to the middle, they stay there because it holds the river from closing in on their buddies, their friends, their Israelites. Okay? And so as the uh, priests are standing in the middle, the river is stopped. All the Israelites walk through. Can you guys walk through? Maybe, Ark, if you could scoot over a little bit. Scoot that. Yeah, there you go. Okay, walk all the way through. Imagine you're walking through a wall of water. Sure, you could go that way. That's fine, too. Go wherever you want to go. Okay? (laughs) Okay? Okay. The Bible says, when they had all crossed, then God tells Joshua, choose 12 men, one from each tribe, and have each of them take a stone from the middle of the river where the priests are standing and have them carry it over with you to the place where you stay tonight. Can you do that? I don't know. We might need some of you to grab two stones. Okay, everybody pick up a stone. You're doing this in the middle of a rushing river and the water is not flowing over you. It's not knocking you out. You're in the middle of the water. There should be 12 there. Okay, everybody finish walking over there, except the priests don't go yet. 
okay? Joshua, you can come over. Everybody walk over, celebrate you have your rocks. Woohoo! Powerful time, okay? That's like the most important part of this story. If you could look a little more enthused. Yeah, awesome! Woohoo! Yeah! Do the Justin Jefferson dance. Can you do the. No? Okay? Okay? So. Then the priests finish crossing, and the moment, go ahead, you can walk. The moment that the priests touch the land, yeah, man, you guys already know the story. And you're awesome, you're awesome, okay? The water returns to rushing at flood stage, and it's a miracle that has taken place. Joshua explains to the people the purpose of these stones in verses 6 and 7. It says, to serve as a sign among you, that in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Amen. Children, you can be seated. Thank you. Give them a round of applause. Thank you, Nathan. Oh, 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 oh. Careful with that thing. Don't drop it too hard. Thanks. Okay. So God's intention of these stones is for the people to never forget that he was with them then and he is always with them. Imagine we have a lot of uh, historical places around North Dakota and some of the ones I've visited, like along the Lewis and Clark Trail, there's one in Williston, there's a park there, you go to the park and there's a sign, Lewis and Clark, I'm not good at history, Uh, 200 years ago, something like that, okay, we're here looking over this you know, Cliff Canyon, the same spot where I was standing and I'm reading the sign 200 years of history before. If you go to the eastern side of the United States, our history goes much further back than that. And we have these uh, places, these monuments that, man, we're going to honor this because it was a powerful time in our history. We want to remember it forever, okay? God had the Israelites do this over and over and over. Imagine um, hundreds of years after this moment, maybe uh, the Jordan River's still there and the rocks are probably still there. They might have erosion and dirt has maybe covered them a little bit, but they're probably still there. Imagine a family is walking along the river and... They were probably not just thrown around. It's probably in a circle or an arc or maybe they're standing on one another. And the children, maybe they're fishing. Maybe they're just on a nice hike and they come to this spot where there's 12 stones and the the children are like, what's this? This is kind of weird. Why is there stones? And the, the father can tell them or the grandfather They know the story that's been passed down through the ages, through the history. And he tells of 
man, this was a powerful moment when God opened the river and people walked through it. What? This river? It would kill you, right? Oh, and they can tell those uh, stories and they can pass on how God blessed the Israelites and helped them. That's the purpose in each of the instances of these memorial stones used in the Bible, that they would not forget what God has done in their life. Still today, it's a practice that would be beneficial to all of us, setting markers in our life, reminders, checkpoints of powerful encounters with God. Maybe it was uh, moments that we didn't expect him uh, to do something. Maybe it's a time that, man, someone came and they encouraged you, they prayed with you, and and that sticks out as a powerful moment. Maybe it's an unanswered, it's an answered prayer in a very difficult situation. Like, man, I know this is God. It can't be anything else but Him. It's really easy for us to uh, remember the negative. We remind ourselves often of what we didn't do right, of the times that we failed. It's not hard to look back and recall the bad times. Well, where was God then? You know, what happened here? It's really, we, we, we have a tendency to focus on uh, the negative and, and the bad times, and we probably make them worse than they really were. And the good times, the positive times, we tend to... Uh, did God really speak to me or was that the pizza at midnight? I don't know. No, we, we tend to diminish the things that God has worked in our life and the miracles every day that we could count as like, wow, this is a, was it a coincidence that I ran into Bob at the grocery store and he prayed over me? Oh man, God works these miracles daily. It's important for us to recall these things. And today, uh, I want to help kind of jog your memory of this year. I don't want to talk about your whole life story, okay? So we can kind of narrow it down to 2023. If it happened last Christmas, maybe we'll let you go a couple weeks into 2022. But let's try to look at this year. And I want to help to kind of jog your memory of a few things that we want to place as a memorial stone for 2023 that were great moments with God that we can say, man, this was, this was something I don't want to forget. I put a piece of paper there and I don't have a ton of pins, but there should be enough pins in, um, in front of you as well that uh, if you don't have a pen right in your vicinity, maybe ask the person around you. Okay, and just write some stuff down. It could be something God did, an answer to prayer, a situation. Maybe it's a, a verse that, and it, it was a verse that you read in the beginning of the year, and it's kind of stuck with you uh, the whole year. It could be anything. And these are going to motivate us to even better things for the future. Okay? We shouldn't dwell on our past and 
Uh, Don't dwell on what God has brought us out of, but we need to continue to use these as stepping stones to move forward, okay? And I would like, I put this in my notes too. Kids, do this too. Okay, if there's not enough paper, you have paper on your activity page, write, write some stuff down. God speaks to children. God helps children. God works in their life too. And we want to help you to have this, um, this habit of looking back on your life and recognizing where times were that God moved in your life. I want to tell you... Uh, some situations and some things that happen in our church through the year and it'll try hopefully it'll jog your memory a little bit and just write something down from that event or that you know that moment and then and then I'm going to ask you guys to share okay and I know some people can talk for 10 minutes we don't want to take 10 minutes so we'll kind of cap you at one minute but we want you to share uh, your testimony with others, okay? So uh, let me pray um, before we partake in this awesome moment. Heavenly Father, we just love you, Lord. We thank you uh, genuinely for this year and what you've done in our life. I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you'd help us to recall. Sometimes it's hard for us to remember yesterday and pastors asking us to remember a year. Help us recall moments, uh, healings, um, verses, um, prayer times, events that, uh, that we spoke to someone about and we encouraged someone with. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts Right now, may this be a time that really just uh, stands out for the next year. Help us to place these, these markers, these memory stones in our life. Amen. I'll talk you through some of the events from church that might help to spark. So we started with a week of prayer. We had uh, some special service and, and prayer times and different prayer requests were set in. We're going to do that again starting next uh, Sunday night. Next Sunday. We had small groups. Um, as a church, we went through, uh, if you remember, it was kind of a, a tough Bible study called Unstuck, trying to uh, get out of the ruts of that life can kind of put us in and maybe we were stuck into the same, you know, spiritual rut and we did a a four-week Bible study, small group time of um, recognizing those things and getting into a deeper life with Jesus. We had an Easter celebration. We had a Good Friday service. We learned that Jesus rewrote our story. The kids had a outreach where they um had, they they made a craft they had they hunted through balloons for candy if you remember that fun time and they learned that Jesus resurrection gives us new life also we had several missionary guest speakers the the bialics that are going to an unreached country in the middle east if you remember them 
the Taeons that are reaching Muslims in Oklahoma City, one of the biggest populations of Afghanistan and, and Muslim uh, believers. And then Jeff Nelson uh, came, who's equipping African pastors. Then we took a missions trip to uh, Selfridge, Fort Yates, down uh, south of Bismarck there with Randy and Hazel Hani. Some of you gave uh, testimonies there. We did a little ministry uh, with puppets, and we spoke, and uh, we did a lot of remodeling projects there, and really um, we were blessed by blessing um, the Hanis there. We did uh, some water baptisms and we did some child dedications throughout the year. Those would, uh, if you were baptized, that should be a major marker in your life. If you as a family dedicated a child, that should be a major milestone in your uh, memorial stone in your life. We had camp season some of you were at family camp. Some of you were at 50 plus camp. Some of you went to uh, kids camps. Oh, there's several of them that I know you guys went to. And uh, youth camps as well. And youth convention. Uh, the students shared uh, on stage how powerful of a time that was. Students put that as a memorial stone, okay, in your life. I'm looking at one directly. I'm just kidding. We won't make you talk again, but. If you did, it would be awesome. So, um, we had a lot of sermon themes uh, through the year, conversations at the cross, being called and equipped in spiritual gifts. We went through Romans. We talked about mountain-moving faith, what it takes for our faith to see answered prayers. We talked through the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. We talked about having a firm foundation we learned from uh, Hebrews 11 in the Faith Hall of Fame. And then on Wednesdays, we began a study on the life of Jesus. We've been studying through Mark. Uh, we had a really uh, great time studying the Word and spending a lot of time in prayer on Wednesdays. And we'll just plug that. If you, uh, you're missing out if you're not there, join us Wednesdays, uh, 6.30. It's a powerful time. Any of those moments, any of those times stick out to you as memorable, write something down. If there's personal time spent with the Lord in your devotional life, in your uh, life as a family, write those down, okay? I'm going to come around. I've warned you, okay? Uh, here's the thing. It needs to be something encouraging, uh, uplifting, a testimony, um, and then again, try to keep it short. Uh, we want multiple people to talk, um, and I still have like five minutes of a sermon, so, um, but I could stretch it to 20 if you don't talk. I could threaten you that, that would be a good threat. If you don't talk, I'll talk for another half hour. 